Christian worship is always, always streaked with red. Christian worship is always streaked with red. God made a pledge and a promise that his mercy and his grace would cover the world. John remembered what God did in Christ, and he wrote about it in this wonderful way. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. That's John three sixteen and 17. That is a precious pledge and promise, and it takes on even a wider meaning for us this morning because you need to know for decades, and as it continues this morning, This first Sunday of October is World Communion Sunday. In a little while, you are going to eat bread representing the body of Christ and drink grape juice, symbolic of his shed blood. And all around the world today, in various situations, circumstances, all kinds of places, Christians are gathering and we are united with one another in that blood street service, that red service of Holy Communion. That covenant that John wrote about in his third chapter is emphasized beautifully in this chapter of Hebrews that we are looking at on the subject of sacrifice. And this morning I want to share with you just two verses of Scripture that compose a magnificent benediction at the end of the letter to the Hebrews. So in chapter 13, verses 20 and 21, here are the words, Now the God of peace, who brought up from the dead the great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the eternal covenant, even Jesus our Lord, equip you in everything good to do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Last Sunday morning, we were in the same 13th chapter of Hebrews, and our text verse was verse 15. Let me remind you of that verse and how we agreed that we should continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is, the fruit of lips that give thanks to his name. We said last Lord's Day that our actions and words must speak of what we know about the love of Jesus. And we acknowledge together, I with you and you with me, that there is difficulty And there is reluctance in doing that. As we have opportunity to witness, as we have opportunity to stand as those who who represent, who know Jesus, it's it's not always easy. It's usually quite complicated to accomplish that. 
We live in a chaotic world, and this world and its ways challenge us to be God's people. There is no question about that. There is no doubt in our mind about that. But that challenge in this chaotic world ought not to cause you to fear or to doubt God's word. Now I take you back to the text of the morning and you take a look at this phrase and what God has promised you about showing forth his praise in the fruit of your lips, about standing and bearing witness for him. Here's the phrase. And even our Lord Jesus equip you in everything good. You see the promise? He will equip you in everything good. He will provide for you. He will enable you. He will strengthen you. He will cause you to be able to stand in a chaotic world in the difficult situations and circumstances where you find yourselves. He will enable you to be his woman there. He will enable you to be his man in that place. If I were to (coughs) ask you this morning, what would you say the characteristic word of Christianity is? Undoubtedly, we would receive various responses. And yet I would hope that, that emerging from all of the responses, there would be one that would be dominant. And I think it would be this for you. I think the characteristic word of Christianity is resurrection. The characteristic word of Christianity is resurrection. And because of that, and by God's design, churches all around the world are a community of resurrected people. Churches are a community of the resurrected people of God, people God wants to use to create order out of the chaos that is in the world. Jesus said, we are to be as lights that permeates darkness. We are to be as cities set on a hill whose whose light and brightness flows into the dimness of the lowlands so that people can see hope and possibilities. Are you familiar with the old, old hymn, Onward Christian Soldiers? Some of you remember that? Let me remind you of this stirring stanza from that hymn. We have the cross of Jesus going on before us so that hell's foundations quiver at the shout of praise. Onward, Christian soldiers, marching as to war with the cross of Jesus going on before. He has promised to equip you with everything good You sacrifice your time. You sacrifice your your standing with work colleagues. 
because you will stand for Jesus. Don't worry about that. He has promised to equip you with everything good to enable you to do that. How does he do that? Well, first of all, you need to get a picture in your mind. You need to picture your Lord standing on a broken cross. He broke the cross. That instrument of execution and death. You see behind me a cross that is described as a triumphant cross in the Protestant church. We do not have a crucifix on our cross. Ours is an empty cross, a triumphant cross. Jesus broke the evil of the cross. He stands on a broken cross and he can equip you with everything good you need to be his. He can equip you with everything good you need to be his. I know what it's like for some of you. You sit here on Sunday mornings in worship. You sit in your classes and you feel inspired. You feel that that word was for me this morning. That lesson really meant a great deal. And you say something to to the preacher or the teacher. But then you come to Monday morning. And that inspiration of Sunday has started to fade. And the boldness and and the bravery that you thought you possessed to stand in witness for Jesus is not nearly as strong as it was when you were in the sanctuary singing the worship songs, hearing the the scripture exposited. I know what that's like. But what we need to think of, my dear friends, is this. Now listen closely. The same divine creative power, the same divine creative power that resurrected Jesus can be yours. The same divine creative power that resurrected Jesus can be yours. And not only at death to raise you up, but today to help you live. The power that took Jesus out of the grave can operate in your life. That's the power of God. The power that took Jesus out of the grave is the same power that God wants to have operating in your life so that you can be filled with new life and able to do what he asks you to do, to go where he sends you, and to give what he wants you to give. Now, with such power as that, what can happen to you? With such power as that, what can you become? What can you do? What can you accomplish for the glory of God? How brilliant and bright 
can your witness be? And when that becomes true of you, imagine what it will mean to this church because the church is you. And where there are strong churches, there are strong witnesses for Jesus during the week. Think back way across the centuries to that evening when defeated and desperately afraid disciples were gathered in the second story of a house. Doors locked, windows shut tight, because they thought they would be next on a cross for having been with Jesus. And in their quaking, quivering fellowship, they huddled together trying to imagine what the future is going to be like for them when unexpectedly the door opens and he walks in. He walks in. Jesus, the one they had walked with across the earth for three years, who was dead, they saw him die, walked in to the room. He sought them out. He found them. And from that night on, they were never the same again. They were never the same again. They went out, and the Bible says in the Acts of the Apostles, They turned the world upside down. They turned the world upside down. Now I have a question for you, church. Why not us? Why not us? Why not us being world changers and turning things upside down with a vital, vibrant, victorious witness of Christ in our lives? Is that not your story? Is that not your song? The blessed assurance of a risen Christ in your heart and mind guiding and directing you every day. People sometimes say to me, well, I believe in God I believe in Jesus. I believe in Holy Spirit, but I just want to go away. I just want to go away when they or you say that. I believe, I believe, I believe, but but I have too many problems. 
I've got too many issues going on in my life. You can't, you can't begin to imagine the load that I'm bearing, the headaches that I have to deal with. I've just got too many problems. Really? Really? Are you serious? Are you serious? Do you really think that your problems can stifle the power that raised Christ out of the grave? I mean, come on, connect the dots. Is it, is, does that make sense? That your problems are greater to God and he can't handle them than the one that he had when his son was laying dead in the grave? Come on. Listen, he who conquered the darkness of hell has power over your issues. He who conquered the power of hell has power over your issues. Now, Jesus had no way to get to Easter except to go through Good Friday. Jesus had no way to get to Easter except to go through Good Friday. And he did that, listen closely, he did that by his self-surrender and self-commitment. And I come to victory and you come to victory the same way. Through surrendering Dennis to Jesus and you surrendering yourself to Jesus and my making a commitment of my heart and life to Jesus as the first priority in my life and you making your commitment to Jesus as the first priority in your life. That's how it's set up. That's how it works. There is no way to God's power for anything in your life except by the discipline of sacrifice and surrender. But when you offer him that and you are sincere and you live in that and you walk in that and you talk in that, sacrifice and surrender, that becomes your blessed assurance. That becomes your story and your song, the praise of your Savior all the day long. I want you to ask God this morning as we prepare for Holy Communion. I want you to ask God to give you the desire to be surrendered to him, to willingly sacrifice for him your witness, 
in action, word, in going where he will send you, in giving what he asks you to give. Confident of this. Now to the God of peace, who brought up from the dead the great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the eternal promise, even Jesus our Lord, Equip you in everything good. Equip you in everything good to do, to do his will. Working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ to whom be the glory forever and forever in, put your name there. So let it be. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, the magnificent words in this letter to the Hebrews brings to us a blessed assurance that what we sing, that what becomes our story may be true gospel where Jesus is exalted in us. That in our actions and in our words, there is sameness. They are one. They are consistently your honor, your glory, your praise. We come now, Lord, to celebrate who you are and what you have done, how you have, how you have colored our lives in a purifying red so that we may be free in Jesus and not have to remember who we were or what we have done, but we can go forward pardoned and uh, forgiven of wrongs that we have committed, of sins that we have performed, of practices that we have invested ourselves in that we never should have touched, of all the things that have, have taken from our lives instead of adding to our lives. God, we, we want to be separated from them. We want to be yours now and forever. And so we come to Holy Communion and we do not presume to trust on anything good we have ever done. But we come with complete, total reliance on the mercy and the grace which you've given us in Christ. Impute to us the righteousness of our Lord that, that we may stand in that, not having to try to build up ourselves or increase our stature in any way, but allowing you, by the truth of your word, 
rising and finding expression in us to establish us as yours. Oh God, continue to fill us, to equip each of us to become the people of the resurrection that you want us to be first as persons and then as your body, the church. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.